Oh, nice to see you. We've been away last... Um, oh, thank you. I haven't even said out yet. Um, we've been away last sort of couple of weeks. Um, we were on holiday down in the Cotswolds, so we haven't been here. But, so it's nice to be back amongst family. And I want to start there thinking about holidays for a minute. And I, know, I don't want to make you sad, because I know some of you... It, that's, that's a bit of a sore point. I would love to be exploring the world currently, but I can't. But it, it, it's a story from a while ago. We were, we were in a car... Uh, driving in, into France, uh, we were going to a campsite, and I was driving, and we came up to a crossroads, and we reached the crossroads, and it was a dual carriageway going across, and you know, no big deal, I've driven on the continent plenty of times, I've been driven in France, I've been at crossroads, I know what to do, so all was good, I know I needed to, we needed to go left, so we waited, the lights changed, and I swung left. And then I heard Owen's voice in the background go, Dad, yes, son, um, the arrows on the road are going the other way. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, no, no, Dad, those cars, they're, they're coming towards us. And, uh, and, you know, in my, oh, I've been at crossroads before, I know what to do. I need to go left. I'd just swung left. But it was a dual carriageway. I should have gone over the road and turned left. And I'd just turned into the oncoming traffic. So it was fine. Rich was calm. Um, all was well. And then, fortunately, there was no one behind. It was a wide enough road. We just swung it round. And then we were going the right way. And it was all right. Um, but, you know, it was a crossroads. And it was a point where I needed to stop. It was a point where I needed to think. That's the, that's the step I missed. Um, and then... At the crossroads, after stopping, after thinking, it was time to move. And, you know, crossroads are great. They can be dangerous, obviously, as we've just seen. Um, things are moving in different directions. But the great thing about crossroads is they present an opportunity to stop. They present an opportunity to think. And they present an opportunity for us to choose. They give us a moment to say, well, which way are you going to go? Which way are you going to choose to take? You know, in John 14, verse 5, Jesus is telling his disciples that, that he's going to be leaving them. And Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Well, there are a crossroads. But at the crossroads, there's, there's an opportunity to think, well, what is the way? You know, and we're going to sort of dig into this morning, Jeremiah 6, verse 16. And this is from the NIV. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. Yeah, and we're going to explore this a bit today. Like rest for your souls. Oh, that's a good way to start, isn't it? That always sounds good, yeah? No? Okay. No rest for your soul, torment for your soul, turbulence for... Yeah, rest for your soul. Good, happy with that, thank you. Yes, marvellous. Oh, it's not pantomime, but come on, guys. You know, but we'll open it up and look at the language. And Now, depending on which version you read, that was the NIV, and the NIV uses the term crossroads. In a lot of other translations, it uses the term ways, plural, which gives the same meaning, the idea that there are multiple directions that we can move in. All right. Uh, some other times it translates as roads or highways, but essentially it's saying there are different paths which you can follow. And the Hebrew here is Derek. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I feel like I haven't because it doesn't sound very Hebrew, does it? Derek. <laughs> like 
Keith or something. You know, it's like, it sounds like a minion, doesn't it? Stuart and Bob and whatnot. Um, but anyway, Derek. Okay, I'm going with it. All right? Uh, Derek means a range of things. Okay? It can mean a literal path. Like there, we have an aisle, it's marked, there is something that you can follow. All right? It talks about, Derek speaks of a distance between two points. If I want to get to the back, I go from here to there, down that route. There's a literal route that I can follow. But Derek also translates to talking about uh, an undertaking, the choice to undertake a journey, the choice to undertake a, a, a behaviour if you wish. In Isaiah 58, 13, it's speaking of keeping the Sabbath, and it says, if you honour it, you honour it by not going your own way. There is a way to go that you undertake the Sabbath. You choose. That's the path I'm going to follow. I'm going to go from this point to that point. And Derek also refers to your manner, your behaviour. Sometimes it translates to your mode of life. Essentially, you were going to undertake a journey but how are you going to walk that journey? In what manner are you going to pursue that journey? What is your behavior going to be like? How are you going to live your life? So there in 1 Kings 2.4, it says, If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with their heart and soul, how are they going to walk the walk? You know, so Derek is a path, but it's an activity that actually controls your lifestyle and therefore determines your attitude. Yeah? And in a similar way, Derek can translate to condition. Your journey will condition you. How you walk, that activity determines your lifestyle. Your lifestyle determines your attitude. Your attitude will condition you as a person. And finally, Derek translates to destiny. So if we synthesize all these together, what do we get with? You will actively walk a route that defines your behavior, that will condition you and lead to your destiny. That's why we need to stop at the crossroads. Yeah? So Jeremiah 6.16 says, stand at the crossroads and look. God's instructing us to stop, not as an admonishment, but just to say, look, consider where you're going. Consider which direction you want to take. Consider the path you're going to go down because it's important and not just consider the path you're going to go but consider how you're going to walk that route what's your behavior going to be because that's going to that how you walk your mode of life is going to determine your attitude it's going to condition you as an individual and that's going to affect your destiny you know, and you can look at this on a range of scales. There's like the, the, the macro scale, the big scale. You know, there's a path we, we choose, don't we, to walk the Christian life. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. That's the ultimate macro scale choice, isn't it? There's a path. I choose righteousness. I choose forgiveness. I choose to walk in Jesus' uh, redemption. And it's the path to eternal life. Yeah? But then there's the, what we would call the meso scale, like in the middle. All right? There's a path to walk that might determine your ministry, your purpose, how you live your life or what you do with that life that's going to lead to that destiny. And then there's the micro scale. Day to day, we have the choice of how do we walk as Christians? How do we speak to people as Christians? What do your eyes say when somebody looks at you? What does your smile say? Yeah, what does your body language say? What conversation have you had? 
And has it been something that is a deliberate choice of this is how I'm going to walk my walk? Yeah? So ultimately, this first line, stand at the crossroads and look, is a, is a plea almost, an instruction to say, don't live your life on autopilot. Stop. Look. You know, I, sometimes when I drive, do you ever, do you ever, I'm sure, I'm, I'm hoping some other people do this as well. You know, you get to your destination and then you go, I don't remember getting here. I know I left the house 15 minutes ago. I know I'm where I'm meant to be. I know that between that, there's about three roundabouts, two junctions, one set of traffic lights. And I don't remember any of them. Yeah? We just do it on autopilot. But actually, if we're not really purposeful, that could be dangerous. You know? And here, Jeremiah 6, 16 is instructing us, don't live your life on autopilot. Yeah? Live a life of considered contemplation. You know? It's great. You know, let's let the spirit lead us. Yeah? But let's not be overly waffy with it and just go wherever because our tummy's rumbled and a leaf fell from the tree at the right time and I'm just going to... Yeah? You know what I mean? You know? You go where you... You discern what the spirit is saying. And you go that way. Yeah? And you discern what the Spirit is saying by praying, by reading your Bible, by discussing with people. You know? It's about a considered choice. You know, the first command is stand. The, the Hebrew is imdu, which actually means to take a stand. That's more than just, well, I'll just walk and stop. That's, I choose to stop here at this point. It's a position you take. This is where I hold my ground for a moment. Yeah? And sometimes, I'm not sure we give standing enough credit. Sometimes we can just be all about the movement. Yeah? But there's wisdom in standing as a precursor to movement. Yeah? We need to be moving. But sometimes we're told, just stand. Just weigh up. Just think. Jeremiah 18, 15 tells us otherwise. It's speaking of people forgetting God. Yet my people have forgotten me. They bear incense to worthless idols which make them stumble in their ways, in the ancient paths. They made them walk in byways on roads not built up. They've ended up on a byway they were never meant to be on. Why? Because they've just ambled off. Because they've kept moving, but there's been a time where they've not stopped and gone... Which path? Which way? Yeah? And when you're on a byway, Hebrews tells us, don't you? That's where you can turn your ankles. Yeah? We need to be making the path straight and level. Not just for us, but for others. Yeah, so let's stop. Let's stand. Let's pray. Let's think. Let's consider. Let's weigh up. Let's discern. Yeah? I'm heading in the right direction. Do I need to walk this way? Do I need to say this? Do I need to do that? Yeah? There's wisdom, and it, and it starts with standing. It starts with, I take the position to actually go, no, I'm going I'm to weigh this up. I'm going to see what the Spirit says. I'm going to pray. But also, it says, look. See, it's a purposeful standing. Yeah, do you remember the Green Cross Code, man? Yeah? 
Are we at the age where we remember the green cost curled man? David Prowse. He was Darth Vader. Did you know that? He was the man inside the suit, not the man who spoke. His voice wasn't deep enough. They got somebody else, I think. Um, but uh, I had my luminous green drawstring bag. Did you have that? No? With the man printed on it? So you could be seen? No, just me. <laughs> so yeah, must be a village thing. Um, I had my green Costcode bag. And what was the mantra? What were we taught? Stop. Look. Listen. Who knew David Prowse gave spiritual guidance? Yeah? The green Costcode man. Owen's learning to drive at the minute. Um, you know, yeah, he's good. Um, but he needs to stop. Still needs to look, still needs to listen, yeah? Oh, I can't be doing, you know, when people with earphones in and car, driving cars and riding bikes. I'm like, what are you doing? How can you hear? Yeah? Stop, look, listen. So we stop at junctions, don't we? Yeah, we don't just keep going, you know? And he goes, this one's a stop junction, Dad. Why is it a stop junction? Because it's one that can be dangerous. It's one where there's multiple ways to go, you know? So if he can get it, we can get it. Because actually he needs to stop, look and listen so that he doesn't damage himself or me or our car. <laughs> you know, that's why we stop and look. You know, there's right ways to go, there's wrong ways to go. And sometimes you've got to stop and ask, stop and think, stop and look before we know. And look, the emphasis is on us. Stop and look. You stop and look. Yeah? We're meant to be actively involved in our relationship with God. Yeah? Not on autopilot. You know, and, and it's emphasized further. What's the next two lines in the scripture? Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for where the good way is. All right? It's not enough just to stand and look. All right? And just then amble on. You're meant to look, try and discern the way to go. But we're meant to ask too. That's even more proactive, isn't it? They're all actions, but asking is a level above. Stopping and looking. Asking takes you to the next point of commitment. So much in school. Uh, one of the big battles I have with students, it's not a negative battle as such, like a confrontation. It's, so my job as head of sixth form is to um, work with students to get them onto the next step of their life. Be that uh, a, a university place, a job, an apprenticeship, whatever it is. So I work with them all the time on their applications. And obviously things change and things go wrong and they go, I'm not sure about what about. And, and they go, what should I do? Uh, and what they actually mean is, will you do something for me? <laughs> so my first thing is, uh, no. You know, and I'm not being mean. I'm, I'm being loving. No. I'll do it with you. But you're doing it. And the second thing I say is, you, just, you need to call them. You need to phone that employer, you need to phone that university and, and ask them, because it's a really good question. And they go, can I just email them? And I say, no, 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 you're going you're to speak to them, because you need to engage. So I say, if you, if you want, I say, use my phone, put it on speakerphone, I'll sit with you, I'll be here. If, if, the, if you want me to chip in, I'll chip in, but you're going to do the talking. And they go, they all shrivel. And I go, because she's becoming an adult. And it's your life. And it's your journey. So you need to ask. 
You know, and I tell other students, sometimes, do you know how many times when you, you're going to ask a question but you choose not to ask it, the answer was yes? You know, when I was sort of manage the younger kids, they'll often come and go, oh, can we do a trip to the beach? And I go, yeah. But it wasn't going to happen until they asked. You know, so many times the answer was, is yes. Nine times out of ten, they'll get a yes from me. And then we'll plan how we're going to do it, but they'll get a yes. But they stop asking because they expect to know. You know, and how many times, guys, are we going to miss the yes? Because we stand and we look, and then we just never ask. You know, don't miss your yes. I did another student once. He got a he got a job actually. Uh, he'd left it sort of. Uh, he'd done his GCSEs and he got a job and then he uh, contacted me and he said, can I just come in? Uh, I've got this job interview. And I said, yeah, of course you can. So he came in and I thought I'd sort of got some questions ready and I thought he wanted some practice. Uh, and the first thing he said was, uh, he said, what shoes do I wear? <laughs> what shoes do I wear? And then he went, when I go in, do I shake the hand? Do I not shake the hand? Do I, do I sit down first? Or do I let them sit down first? You know? And they were just the simplest of questions. Um, but he genuinely he didn't know. He'd never done it before. So why would he know? You know, but what I loved was he had the humility to come and ask. You know, and he came and, and he got the job. You know? And we didn't even get on to much of the questions. It was just, how do, what do I wear? How do I present myself? You know, and sometimes we, we're, not willing, we're not willing to ask. Others, God, why? We're not willing to ask for help. Sometimes we're not willing to ask for wisdom. Sometimes we're not willing to ask for guidance, comfort. We're not willing to ask for challenge. Yeah, let that one bite. We're not willing to ask for direction. What stops you? Sometimes, let's be honest, it's embarrassment. Why are you embarrassed to ask your father who loves you? He'd rather you ask than struggle in silence. I promise you. Sometimes, actually, we're a bit flippant. Well, oh, goodness, wait, it'll be right. Yeah? I don't think there's the Greek for it'll be right. <laughs> but let's be honest, we do. And you're on autopilot. Yeah? Sometimes, if I'm honest, it's because you're a bit stubborn. There's a level of almost arrogance. Yeah? I'm used to doing it on my own, so I'll keep doing it on my own. That's not what God wants. And I really think this one's key for someone this morning. You've just been silent too long. You stopped asking a while ago. So you just don't ask, because it's, that's habit. Yeah, if that's you, God wants you to ask. You know, because asking... Actually, uh, and this is what that student did, it shows us the wonderful and actual very righteous blend of confidence and humility. It's the paradox of those two things that shouldn't seem to go together but do. That a willingness to seek, seek help in an age that tells us independence is maturity, which is a, is a lie. It's a, the, the humility to, to recognise that and to ask but actually having the self-worth and self-confidence to seek support and to ask for support from a community and a father who loves you. 
Yeah? We see it, and people who don't go to church go, God loves a trier. I think that's true. I think God loves an asker too. Yeah, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Are you asking? Are you asking? Are you saying which way, God? And are you stood in readiness to, to see? Stop, look, ask. And what are we asking for? We're asking for the ancient paths and the good way. So we know good way, ways, is Derek again. All right, so we'll revisit that in a minute. But when it's path, ancient paths, old Paths. Paths is aura, one of Derek's synonyms. Um, and it refers to a course that's already marked out. Actually, in Psalm 19, verse 5, it's referring to running a race, the race course. The, the course is marked out. You, you run it. Yeah? Psalm 8, verse 8, the, your only bit of geography, refers to the ocean currents that move around the planet. That these, these journeys, these departure and arrivals are set. And there is a path to follow. That's what Orah means. The ancient paths. What's been set before in eternity, there is a path for us to follow. It's been trod by many before. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with walking the highways that others have walked down. They're called a highway for a reason. They're established for a reason. So we're to look for the ancient paths. Yeah, path also, Orah, means um, the proper course of action. It translates as the path of wisdom, the path of character, the path of moral action. You know, so when you put these two together, Derek, which we know, and Orad, the ancient past, the old ways of wise moral judgment, Derek, the journey, the behavior that's going to condition your life. Specifically, really, what the Bible is saying is walk in good sense. God, show me the ways of good sense. Let's not dress it up as the rest of words. Show me the ways of good sense, God, and I will walk in them. Yeah? But how do we do it? You ask. What are the ways of good sense, God? In my Christian life, in my ministry, just in my day-to-day interactions with people. What is the way of good sense? I choose to stop. I choose to look. I'm going to ask. And then the last instruction, walk in it. I'm going to walk it doesn't sound like rocket science, does it? I'm going to walk in the way of good sense. Yeah, what's the opposite? What's your other choice? I'll walk in the way of bad sense. Yeah, let's not walk stupid, guys. Yeah, let's not walk stupid. All right? So it draws us to the end. We're instructed to walk. Isaiah 30, 21, a voice will say, this is the way, walk in it. So if you're going to take the time to stand, you're going to take the time to look, you're going to take the time to ask... Yeah, just please take the time to walk. Yeah, otherwise, and this is in the Greek, you're a muppet. (laughs) But it's your choice. It's your action. Yeah, and that's the beauty of our God, isn't it? He wants our participation. He's not going to demand it or force it. He's going to ask for it. But you've got to choose it. Why? Why? Well, the scripture tells us it gives you rest for your soul. Yeah? Well, I know what I'll take. And there's another lovely nugget, I think, of hidden wisdom here. Right, being honest, what do mostly we associate rest with? Inactivity. Don't we? We associate rest with inactivity. Yeah? Like, 
so I'm a bit of a, when we go on holiday, and I, don't get me wrong with this, guys, I know for some of you this is your thing, and I'm laboring a point to make a point. Um, but, like, I cannot, could not, sit on a, sit on a beach or, or lay by a pool. I can't, I could not. I, I'd rather eat the sand and put my own eyes out with the parasol. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just not for me. There would be no, no rest in it. Within 10 minutes, what's to see? Where are we going? We've come all this way, come on. Yeah, it's just, and actually, the activity gives me, gives me rest. It really does. I went once on a holiday with my mates after our A-levels, and we got, went to the pool first day, and I was like, right, what do we do now? And they went, well, this is it. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean this is it? Well, this is it, we stay here. I was like, what do you... We're here for 14 days. <laughs> There's a volcano to climb. There's a place to go. You see, for me, it's, it, won't, it won't rest. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you need time, downtime. You need to relax. And if you love that, you love that. That's great. Uh, as I say, I'm just laboring a point to make a point. But here, you'll notice, ask for the ways and walk in them. And the rest for your soul follows that. Yeah? Movement means rest. We're not meant to be spectators of the good way. We're meant to be on the good way. Yeah? We're meant to be walking the walk. We're meant to be talking the talk. We're meant... Revelation time. You're meant to be actively involved in your Christian life. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah? It should be affecting your life. It should be affecting how you walk the journey you're on. It should be conditioning your lifestyle. It should be defining your attitude. And it should be determining your destiny. Yeah? So if we go back to Derek, yeah? The manner that conditions you. And I know that sounds very active and that might be a bit exhausting, but God promises you peace and rest. You know, talks of rest for our souls in Matthew eleven twenty nine when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. That doesn't sound restful, does it? Carry this. Yeah? Learn from me. That's an activity. Yeah? For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Yeah, John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. We're here, we're in the Greek now, is herdos, which again refers to a path to follow, but the root of herdos actually means to go. Yeah, we're meant to be moving. We stop and we look and we ask, but then we move. We don't stay stood at the crossroads, inactive, rendered, sort of, I don't know, inert. Yeah, we've got to take time to descend, but you've also then got to be willing to move. Yeah? Jesus isn't just declaring he's the way to God. What he's really saying is, I am the way by which one passes. I am the way by which you approach God. There's, there's movement, but you do it by entering into fellowship with Jesus. And then something wonderful happens because Jesus says, right, okay, walk this way, live this way, love this way, forgive this way. But he also says, do you know what? I'll do it with you. Yeah? Step by step. Hand in hand. 
first time, well, first time, only time, um, I visited uh, Malawi. First thing I was struck by was how everybody held hands as they walked. You know, what a wonderful, you know, we've let our, I don't know, society tell us that proximity and affection with others is, is wrong, and it's not. You know, uh, and the, the, in friendship and, and love, they, they walk together. You know, that's the picture Jesus wants with you. Yeah? Jesus says, you don't have to walk any of this alone. I'll walk it with you. Whether that's just your journey of, I choose to be a Christian, or that's, what do I do today at work, God? How do I speak to these people? God, walk with me yeah, in my marriage. Walk with me in my friendships. Yeah? I just asked this morning, you know, what crossroads do you need to take a minute to stop at? Because I'm not saying that there's just this one big crossroad and that's it and you pick one path and everything, yeah? There's different choices all the time about different aspects of your life. And so one of the traps we fall into is, well, I'll just do one this way and that covers everything. Yeah? No, you need to be wise and mature enough to stop and go, well, what about this? Is it time to change direction, God? Or do I keep on this path? You know, what crossroads do you need to stop at? Do you need to have a look? Do you need to ask? Is there something that's been there for a while, but you've not asked? Maybe you're scared of the answer. But Jesus says, which way will you walk? Because I promise, I promise, I promise, I'll walk with you. Because Jesus says, guys, this morning, the way of life is this way. Yeah? The way of character, that's this way. The way of love and forgiveness, this way. Yeah? The way of good sense, this way. If you ask me, I'll show you. And do you know, if you ask me, I'll come with you.